Hello. <laughs> Hi. Usually I'd be like, what's up? Um, we all know what's up. We know exactly what's up. <laughs> this is not a mystery. Mm-mm. This is also not a fucking surprise world. Mm. Oh, no, no. All of, of you around here acting shocked. This was always going to happen. It has happened many times before. Just never during a pandemic. Yeah, but I mean, like, ooh, of course, though. Everyone's of course. all locked up and pent up and mm-hmm. summer's coming and we're all still stuck and then horrible other things are happening and finally everybody just loses their shit yep. as they should. Yep. Perfect storm. Absolutely. With our bunker baby president. <laughs> Little bitch. I love people being like bunker bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like it is. Ooh. <laughs> feels not good. No. <laughs> not no. I mean, um, look, these are unprecedented times of shittiness, even though I know, like, technically, like a lot of this has happened before. Right. I mean, like, but we've not had... all at the same fucking oh, time. Shit, right. Shove it all together into one year. That's 2020. We're living in it, and we're only in June. It's fucking June. I guys. keep seeing these articles about like frozen castles getting uncovered and like these caves getting <laughs> opened up. Cave. The fucking with cave like one is so funny. With like 33 unidentified creatures in it. And it's like, close this shit back up. Put the frozen <laughs> castle back underwater. We do not need more in this world right now that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have I have a bingo card. I'm calling. Uh, I'm hoping for kaiju in July. Ooh, yeah. I have Cthulhu on mine nice. rising up and taking back America. <laughs> That's honestly, it's the kaiju are Cthulhu's little babies. Yeah. So like, yeah. the kaiju will come and then August Cthulhu will just be like, it's over, guys. Yeah. We got to start this one over. I'm going to press the reset I sent my children. <laughs> you didn't listen. Right. <laughs> I, I keep being like trying to like, do you, did you see this video? And it's like, of course you have. And like, we don't need to rehash. Like all every video we've ever seen in the last two to three weeks has been literally horrifying. Yeah. And the worst thing I'll see that day. Yeah. And then I have to put the phone down for a while. Um, and then I pick it back up and there's a different one. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Have you um, seen? So there was a Twitter thread that was the FBI asking for video and proof of like violence in the protests. Yes. And the thread is now 20,000 comments plus most of which are videos of police brutality because that is technically what they asked for was vi- like shows yeah. of violence at protests yeah. and sorry but like the police are doing the majority of that shit mm-hmm. and even when it's from the other side half the time it's like that was a police plant guys like or yeah. that was a white supremacist plant like yeah god damn it it's mm-hmm. so mm. mm-hmm. people are too clever um and the public is too stupid it's not great. I have examples of the stupidity we'll get into. Oh, good. Like I'm personal so stupidity that I've fucking tangled with. Mm. Oh, good. As you can tell, guys, this is going to be an episode that addresses this stuff somewhat. Yeah. We're coming at it from a historical context and from a present day context. Yeah. So, um, because you know, history loves to repeat itself. Oh, absolutely. We're just telling the same stories. Um, from different time periods, honestly. like Basically, all, yeah. Um, you know, we did the Tulsa race riots. Mm-hmm. The story I'm going to tell reminded me a lot Before of that. Before they were cool. Yeah, exactly. Reminded me a lot of that. And, like, at least we're a little bit talking about the Tulsa race riots now. Like, I see more people messaging about it and tweets about yeah. it and stuff, which is good. Well, because they been... just had their 99-year anniversary. Yes. Oh, during God. the protests. 
Yeah. Like Holy last shit. week. And then also with Watchmen in the beginning of Watchmen, that's when yes. I really called attention to it because a lot of people thought it was fake. Right. Like, oh, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they don't talk about it in history class doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. right. So um, if White you came boomers. here. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> if you came here for escapism, I'm we're so sorry. sorry. We're not. That's not happening this week. We have some other episodes. Yeah, go please. listen to our surprise cannibalism episode. Oh, yeah. like, Always a good one. That's that's we got fine. That, well, you will never encounter that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not one of those. This is this entire podcast is not going to be the light right now. Oh. Like this episode is not the light. This year is not this the year light. Is not the fucking light. <laughs> Uh, if this year were a story we were telling, oh my god, <laughs> we'd be digging for the light right now. Like where, like where is the good part? Yeah, I do think it's cool that so many people are coming together. I would say that's the only good part. Yeah, <laughs> that people are very brave and awesome. Hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going first. Yes, I have a story from really not that goddamn long ago. It was recently, very recently, we'll cover it, the 35th anniversary of the event that I'm talking about today. So really not that fucking long ago at all, <laughs> but still kind of historical. And people don't know about this one as much, and I was starting to see it talked about, and I thought that was really cool. And uh, just thought I would educate myself on it, and now I'm going to educate you, the masses. Hold on. My notes just like decided to be like, you're not connected, and it's like, I know, you're a PDF. Also, we're being kind to ourselves. If you hear ice clinking, we um, mm. made another kind of knockoff margarita. It's got Crystal Light, the citrus, mm-hmm. and then some LaCroix sparkling water. Mm, it's really good. And a lot of tequila. So much fucking tequila. We are getting drunk on this one, guys. It's two o'clock on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> We are going hard on it. Um, we don't care. Nope. Um, I I just cannot be made to give a fuck anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to do it on my phone since it's being kind of a dick on here. Okay. So I'm starting with a quote. Oh, man. In tribute to you, Emily. Pulling a me. Wow. <laughs> just going to drink. Hit me. Mm. We demonstrated against puppy mills, zoos, circuses, any form of enslavement of animals. We demonstrated against Three Mile Island and industrial pollution. We demonstrated against police brutality. And we did so uncompromisingly. Slavery never ended. It was just disguised. That is a quote from Janilla Africa, a member of the black liberation group MOVE. Mm-hmm. Move is not an acronym, just an FYI, but it does come in all caps. <laughs> it's just well, called Move. <laughs> you gotta, gotta shout that one. Yes. Yeah. It's honestly like, I guess, members of this group that I will give you some more info on in a sec. Um, when they would greet each other, they'd say, like, How are you? And you have to respond on the move. So it's kind of cool. Um, so Move was a group founded by Donald Glassy uh, and a man who was born Vincent. Leppert, but he later changed his name to John Africa. They originally called it the Christian Movement for Life, but later changed it to Move as that represented what like, was their most core belief. Um, everything that's alive moves. If it didn't, it would be stagnant and dead. 
So the idea of progress and also respect for all life, including animal life. They were really big about that. One, one article I read said they combined sort of the Black Panther militant opposition to the police and the state with the sort of 60s hippie movement of like free love and community and caring about animals and people's lives. It was interesting. So as you have guessed by the original name of the group, uh, their beliefs were founded in Christianity. And they fought mainly for justice for humans and animals. And like I said, like the Black Panthers, they were they were militantly against the police in in the way that means like yeah they were often armed um, and yeah. for their protection and the protection of other marginalized groups that they represented yep. and they were ready to do whatever they felt was necessary to achieve justice. Um, violence was not something that scared them at all. So members of Move lived communally in the city of Philadelphia in the early 1970s. Obviously, the vast majority of the members were black, as it is a black liberation movement. However, I think there were like a couple of white people sprinkled in. Sure. Um, they all wore their hair in dreadlocks. They were uh, vegetarian and they ate mostly raw food. Okay. So, I mean, they were, I mean, they were, it's called anarcho-primitivism, where it's like there's anarchy, but then there's also the idea that that technological progress has hurt mankind, and so we should be going back to sort of hunter-gatherer days and that type of community. So they, they largely lived like that. We're going to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> I mean, that's people. okay. You know, move. It's okay. Like, we it's don't okay. have to agree on everything. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to live that life? I just really love the internet, you guys. <laughs> Except when I don't love the internet, then, you know. Right. But, yeah. Except when I hate the internet. Yeah. Um. So... Every member changed their last name to Africa to identify themselves as family to each other and to demonstrate their love for the continent of Africa, which they viewed as their true, like, motherland. Sure. And now, a quick word about cults. We talk a lot about cults, and I do just want to state that this group has cult-like aspects to it. Sure. And obviously, they live communally, they wear their hair the same way, they change their names, they have core beliefs that they live by every day, and they are a family. Mm-hmm. But I also want to point out that in the research I did, I found no evidence that the powers who created this group ever used its rules to hurt its members. And there are no complaints of abuse or isolation or anyone being manipulated to be in the group or held against their will. So these people wanted to be here because they had like bone deep beliefs about how the world should be. And we will talk about surviving members who still hold these beliefs today. They're still alive, obviously. Um, yeah, because this wasn't that long ago. 1985 is the main thing I'll be talking about. Really not long ago. Um, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yes, so like this is, yes, you can sort of see. I just wanted to address because we talk about cults so much and they usually start with, here's all the things they did that were the same as each other and here's how they lived. But I do not view this group as a cult. No, because like honestly, they could come and go as they pleased as well. Mm -hmm. Like this yeah. wasn't. A prisoner situation where yeah. you're indoctrinated into these beliefs and then if you chose to leave and people did yeah it was fine you like weren't you just... love bombed into staying right exactly so the first thing there's there's multiple incidents here i'm going to be talking about one incident in particular but this one that i'll talk about first sort of informs the other one so it's 1978 and the move organization 
they all lived in one main house and it was also their operations. Some of them lived elsewhere, but this was their basically a bunker. They they had a house and they fortified it with like plywood and, and here's actually a picture. Oh. So like yeah, they have that's this nice. house. Yeah. yeah. Also, that's a really fucking cool picture. Yeah. They look amazing. Yeah. Um <laughs> maybe we'll post it. Um I will explain more about it when I've explained more about how they lived. So they lived in Powelton Village on 33rd Street in Philadelphia. And this was a fucking hippie area. It was like well known for non-traditional families and lifestyles. Um, so Move fit right in in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But Move also eventually started receiving several complaints from neighbors about how their way of life affected the community. Um, quote, Move members would pace the roof of the house they occupied dressed in fatigues and brandishing firearms in megaphoned harangues, often issued by a member named Delbert Africa. They would call for the release of imprisoned MOVE members and threaten city officials. So just like kind of all hours, just like release our people, we'll <laughs> fuck this per- person in particular who runs Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So eventually, because of that, oh, and the picture. The picture is three MOVE members with sawed off shotguns, like according to the the, the where I got the picture these are sawed off shotguns and they're just kind of standing on it looks kind of like a roof and things look fortified they have like doors and pieces of plywood in, in various places they're just you know they're keeping themselves safe <laughs> like, yeah and they they're not fucking around they gotta yeah like bottom line yeah um <laughs> and they're just not fucking around like I just can't I've never seen a group that is not fucking around more than well, these and it's people like, people shit on the Black Panther so mm-hmm. much for being armed but it's like no one else was protecting people of color mm-hmm. from the people that were supposed to be protecting them mm-hmm. groups like this were the ones who were willing to put their own lives in yeah. danger to fight militantly against something they yeah. they truly believed was heinous and killing their people mm-hmm so eventually the mayor at that time obtained a court order forcing them to vacate the home by this point they were already there were several move members in jail for other offenses and they struck a deal with the police that if they released those members from jail the rest of the people in move would leave the premises and surrender their weapons this did not happen Uh, the, the jailed people were actually released by the police and then move just went psych like we are not leaving and they didn't they just didn't leave because fuck the police <laughs> so I'm gonna hear that phrase a lot throughout yeah. this episode fuck 12 um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yep um, but if that offends you so if sorry. you have delicate sensibilities mm-hmm. now this is not the episode for you I think we've been we've talked about it a lot before Mm-hmm. Like, and we, we usually go, fuck some police. Some police are nice. And <laughs> I just don't think we we're in that mood right now. No. no. <laughs> Look, I was raised by a cop. Right. I was raised to respect the police. I was raised to respect the military. I come from a military family. I've always been taught to respect firearms and to respect authority figures. Mm-hmm. When they're working for me. Right. When they're working, being paid by my tax dollars to keep me safe. Right. I am not paying you by my tax dollars to beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. That is not my kink. <laughs> so fuck off. I would use my, you know, my actual money from my pocket if that was my kink. Yeah. I'd pay you to like, do that. Jeez. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, sorry about it, but also we're not, not sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh. sorry. Fuck, I'm not. No, 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 no. Not sorry. <laughs> All right. So after that, uh, in August of that year, 1978, police came with water cannons, battering rams, and hella guns mm-hmm. to forcibly remove move from the house. But move had weapons of their own and a siege ensued. What happened exactly that day when bullets started flying is up for a lot of debate, like a ton. (laughs) Um, One police officer, we know for sure this happened. One police officer, a man named James Ramp, was shot. And this so enraged the police. He died, by the way. He died almost instantly. He was shot in the back of the head. Uh, This so enraged the rest of the police that after MOVE members finally surrendered and began leaving the building via the basement, the cops grabbed Delbert Africa by his dreadlocks, threw him on the ground, and beat him. And the image taken of that was printed all over Philadelphia newspapers and is the main thing people remember about that, which is... Like, yeah, the the police look bad in that, so that's good. Perception is 100% of the story up front. Mm -hmm. Like... That's the thing that's kind of crazy that people seem to be forgetting is, honestly, sometimes it doesn't matter what the actual story is. Oh, absolutely. Because the images and the spin from the images Mm -hmm. can either really hurt it or really help it. Right. The media is necessary, but there is never not spin. Yeah. Like, (laughs) they are reporting a story and they're trying to make it interesting, so it will never be just the truth. No. (sighs) All right. Except so, right now, because the truth is fucking awful. Yeah. And I mean, now that, like, people are just on Twitter telling what's happening as yeah. it's happening. Yeah. You're getting a lot closer to real accounts of something that happened. Yeah. And not even in the past, like, literally five minutes beforehand. Yeah. Like, eyewitness accounts that will be as true as they will ever be, because it just happened. It's insane. Yeah. Um. So... Nine members of MOVE were charged with the murder of Officer Ramp. As police stated, it was gunfire from the MOVE house, which um, started before the officers fired, and that's what killed him. That's, that is what the police said, and that is what the prosecutor said. However, this is a quote from a Guardian article. <laughs> right, this is a quote from the Guardian. I have to say, three articles from the Guardian are where I got a lot of this information, because in 2018... They did, like, this extensive, like, whole, like, several um, op-eds and also articles about this event, and it's really well done, and I recommend looking into that. Um, So, quote, Eyewitnesses, however, gave accounts suggesting that the shot may have come from the opposite direction to the basement, raising the possibility that Ramp was accidentally felled by police fire. Move members continued to insist they had no workable guns in their house at the time of the siege. Several months earlier, in May 1978, several guns, most of them inoperative, had been handed over to the police at the Move house. However, prosecutors at the trial of the Move 9, as they would be called, told the jury that at the time of the August siege, there had been functioning firearms in the house. So there isn't even consensus on who fired first, whether move fired at all, <laughs> whether they had guns that could do that, and where the officer was facing to get shot in the back of the head. The move people insisted he was facing the house, and to get shot yeah. in the back of the head, that is friendly fire. And then the police say the opposite thing. He was facing the lawn, 
and was shot in the back of the head by the move members. You would fuck. Here's my <laughs> thing. You would fucking think that they would know who shot him based on the type of bullet. Because I was, as I will go on, they had different types of guns. Yeah. Than each other. But here's the thing. They know the forensic account would call bullshit yeah. on their story. So how much did they really do for digging into mm-hmm. what gun was used and what bullet went with what gun? That's the most suspicious thing to me is that we don't know that for some reason. We have forensics. We have bullet analysis shit. Yeah, like, they can at least tell you what caliber of bullet that was. Mm-hmm. And, and the police were pretty fucking consistent in the guns that they used and still mm-hmm. use. They have automatic weapons. They have pistols. They have a lot of different types of guns, but you know exactly what they are. Yeah. They have all, yeah, issued, like government issued particular types of guns. And Move had sawed off shotguns. That's basically what they had. Yeah. So. And that's not going to be as horrible as this sounds. That is not a clean gunshot. No, no. And that's a close range weapon, mm-hmm. typically. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, you're not going to get, like, a sniper shot with yeah. a sawed off shotgun. Unfortunately, yeah, really, probably horrifying. It's like, shotgun rounds tend to spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And who knows? Maybe they had pistols at one time. Who fucking knows? You could, I'm you calling could still bullshit. figure it out. Yeah, I agree. I'm just straight up calling bullshit. Mm-hmm. And also, nine people were charged with this. With this murder. Yeah. Nine. As if all nine of them stood and shot him at the same time. Yeah. So regardless of all of the shit we just said that makes sense, uh, the nine mm-hmm. MOVE members Goodbye, logic. were charged and convicted of third-degree murder. Sure. Each were individually sentenced. Third-degree murder, by the way. Third-degree. That's basically manslaughter. And they yeah. were charged individually between 30 and 100 years in prison. Yeah, not eligible for parole until 30 years, but up to 100 for third-degree murder, life. <laughs> like Which is probably more time than the fuckface that killed George Floyd is going to get. Uh-huh, by a, a ton, lot. by and most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already <sighs> really mad, and that's not even the incident I'm here to talk about. Nope, that's just the start. Precursor. That's just background. My drink is half gone. Mm, me too. <laughs> We're going to fucking die I tonight, had, dude. <laughs> I quit, okay, these are like 12 ounce maybe mason jars. Mm-hmm. And I put at least two and a half shots worth of tequila. Fuck yeah, we're going to get so fucked. Oh no. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to be ordering food for us after this <laughs> is done. <laughs> maybe a good idea. So. Hit me. Okay. This, this is, is the suck. hard part. This is going to really This is the hard part. This really sucks. I cried while uh, researching this. And yeah, I don't usually do that. This might sound like the vine where that girl is crying and saying it's been a great day. <laughs> exactly. Talking through her tears. That's exactly what it That's is. That's probably what this is going to sound like mm-hmm. from maybe this point on. Mm-hmm. Or it's just going to be a lot of yelling. Yeah. And we're, we're sorry. I mean, you've heard episodes where we've done this before, but I mean... Look, this I get was... it. Maybe pause now and come back at a better time. Yeah, there's probably going to be like, you know what? Make your own harp noise. Yeah. If you need to, <laughs> make your own harp noise. That's so fucking inspiring, dude. Make your own harp noise. <laughs> a sticker. <laughs> we do. We need that as like, a sticker. Like, what if I make that as a sticker and we can donate all proceeds to... Oh, yes. Yeah? 
Yes. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Okay, that's wonderful. Whoever buy, I mean, it could be six people who buy that sticker, but we will still donate those proceeds. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. Let's do. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get it over with. Okay. In 1981, the remaining Move members moved (laughs) into a new building. Um, This time it is a row house. Um, If you do not know what a row house is, it is like very tightly packed townhouses, except they're not all part of one building. They don't share walls, Mm -hmm. but they they are essentially that. They're very narrow and um, and tall, and they're all packed right the fuck in like sardines. So they move into one of those at uh, 6221 Osage. I'm, I'm going by Osage County. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Osage Avenue in Cobbs Creek in West Philadelphia. Nope. Born don't and raised. Don't you fucking <laughs> swear to God. It's so hard to say West Philadelphia without saying born and raised, guys. Anyway. Uh, but move was as Janilla explained, uncompromising. And they picked up right where they left off with all the same behavior. I mean, nine of their people are in jail for their lives. And they're just like, fuck it. I don't, we're going to do all the same shit. You can eat our dicks. So um, they, they are still doing the bullhorn messages at all hours, um, saying basically fuck everybody in Philadelphia who runs shit. Um, Which is <laughs> a really racist city. Yeah. Like, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee is also hella fucking racist, and oh, I awful. will talk about that. Mm-hmm. But like, Philadelphia is rough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and uh, they were also, you know, doing the um, patrols with the sh- the sawed-off shotguns, demonstrations, and reportedly there was a bunch of trash piling up around their house. I have no evidence for this, but why would that happen unless the city decided not to pick up their trash? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That sounds like some shit they did on purpose. Anyway, um, (laughs) so this went on for a few years. Four years, to be exact. And then in May of 1985, police obtained arrest warrants for several MOVE members for parole violations. You have to believe MOVE does not believe in parole. They don't even believe in fucking prison and stuff, I'm sure. So they're like, yeah, I'm going to violate a thing that doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And contempt of court. They don't nope. care. And illegal possession of firearms. They don't care. Nope. And terrorist threats. They don't care. <laughs> Zero fucks given. Ever. And this time, the police were, I'm sure they would have called it not fucking around. I think most people would call it entering the situation with homicidal intent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate this. Alone. <laughs> she was looking at me dead as in the eyes i'm so straight mad straight expression so fucking angry super subtle on the feelings with that one yeah mm. does anybody are you guys clear on how i feel and how we <laughs> both fucking feel i mm. think we're good okay it is may okay okay i'm calming down again it is may 13th 1985 and 500 police officers descend on Osage Avenue, attempting to make arrests and forcing move to vacate the premises. 500. 500 police officers. That means that's that's people from the state. The whole yeah. state's worth of that's fucking police officers. the city. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not in 85. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe now. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Philly's well, a big place. Maybe. Yeah. So, the night before 
they had gone around to the block of houses next to the move residents and asked residents to leave temporarily. Sure. Quote from um, Aachen Wilson, who was a child at the time and a neighbor of move. The cops evacuated our block the night before. A lot of families went to shelters or hotels. My dad took us to a condo he started renting that week because my parents were through with the situation. We took stuff to stay the night and left everything else in the house. Police shut off power and water to the move building. An armed standoff once again ensued, and tear gas was lobbed into the building. More... <laughs> More than 10,000 rounds of ammunition were fired. Jesus Christ. And this is just by the police. This is just the police's ammunition. So if we take 10,000 rounds, Mm -hmm. we do a little math-y math. Mm. You take Mm 10,000 divided by 500. Mm -hmm. That's too many fucking rounds per (laughs) cop. (laughs) Yeah, that's every cop just firing and firing and firing and firing. Especially if it's, like, a handgun. So if they have, like, a loaded magazine. It's automatic. These are automatic <sighs> weapons. Which is, uh, yeah. Which is the, worse. Mm-hmm. Which is worse. Horrifying, actually. And I'm sure not all, it, uh, some cops are, you know, establishing a perimeter and doing a bunch of other shit. There are helicopters in the air and stuff. But a lot of cops are firing automatic weapons. Here's what I don't get. Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't get then. Here's what I don't get now. Mm-hmm. Why is it that anyone holding a weapon in an authority figure's first response to fear mm-hmm. being using that weapon? Mm-hmm. No one knows. Good fucking question. Yeah. I listen. I yeah. man. We don't fucking know. <laughs> The, the just like indignation that we are approaching this entire day with is amazing. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. A special, inv- this is how we know this was all cop fire. A special investigation on move on the move incident, which I'm about to explain why it is an incident that yeah. needed a special investigation. Buckle up. This is bad. Would find that Move owned no automatic weapons. They had shotguns. That's all they had at the time that this happened. They had no automatic weapons. So all of the shots fucking fired <laughs> of those 10,000 are by police. I'm sure they fired two, but it's a shotgun. You got two, <laughs> and then you got to reload. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got one most of the time. If you have one of the two-barreled motherfuckers. Yeah. Probably but not, like, though. But, for a sawed-off, it's probably one. Yes. So, like, they're firing at a rate... That is at least four times slower than the police are able to. And there's five on less range. Exactly. So, regardless of all of this shit happening, move would not move. (laughs) Quote from Ramona Africa, who is one of our survivors. Police Commissioner Gregor Sambor, which he just sounds like a Game of Thrones character. Thrones, Thrones, Game of Thrones. Gregor Sambor came out and said, attention move, this is America. You have to abide by the laws and the rules of the United States. Words to that they effect. They are. Yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Words to that effect. I'm still trying to figure out what he meant by that. <laughs> Bitch, me too. <laughs> 
After they made that announcement, they didn't just try to wait us out or anything. What was the hurry? Now, Commissioner Sambor, there are a lot of villains in this story, is the truest villain. Because he made the next call. And a it is a decision so largely denounced by literally everyone who has heard this story, both immediately after it happened and for decades afterward, that he goes down as one of the biggest motherfuckers in American history. Like, to be very honest, this this guy can, can go fuck himself on a level <laughs> that this is guy, truly insane. Yeah. Just, yep. Just do Ooh. it. Do it. Rip the Band-Aid off. It's time. Commissioner Sambor ordered that 6221 Osage Avenue, at the time holding 13 people, including six children, be bombed by the police. Quote from Lieutenant Frank Powell, who was given the job of flying the helicopter and dropping the bombs. Wow, you want me to do that? <laughs> it's a literal quote. And they did. They did want him to do that. Yeah. And Here's the thing. Um... Because police are not military, mm -hmm. the repercussions of going against a direct order might just be losing your job. But, like, you are allowed to go against a direct order if you do not agree with it and it's, it's endangering other people's lives. If people's lives, your job matters less. It just yeah. does. Sorry. I'm not fucking sorry. Yeah. Anyways, they drop bombs. At 527 p.m. Powell dropped two one-pound bombs made of C4 plastic explosives like those recently used in Vietnam on the house. Quote from Birdie Africa, now known as Michael Moses Ward. That's when the big bomb went off. It shook the whole house up. Ramona Africa. Lone adult survivor of the bombing, by the way. We felt the house shake but it hadn't occurred to us that they dropped a bomb. Pretty quickly, it got smokier and smokier. At first, we thought it was the tear, ga the tear gas, but then it got thicker. It started getting hot in there. The house was on fire. Those bombs did not decimate the house, but soon after they were dropped, what remained of the house started on fire. Mm -hmm. And that fire turned into a wild blaze that spread from row house to row house. Just remember how we said they were so close together? Packed in. And I mean, the fire there's like a starts foot. in one of those houses. It's over Everything for the rest of them. Everything is fucked. Mm-hmm. and Wilson again, who said that they were evacuated to a different a condo. Mm -hmm. We watched the bombing on TV at the condo. Our house started to go up in flames. I went out on the balcony and I could see the smoke billowing from across the city. This is a quote from Michael Africa Jr., who was, whose parents were a member of MOVE. Mm -hmm. His mother is in jail at the time. Actually, both of his parents are. They are both members of the MOVE 9. <coughs> so he is um, being cared for by other people. I was living with my grandmother at the time. We were four miles away, but I could see the black smoke in the sky as if it was down the street. I went in and saw my grandmother and aunts watching the news. They were all huddled up together, and they were all crying. I looked at the TV, and I said, that looks like our house. And my aunt looked at me and said, it is. This really sucks. As the fire raged, catching 
on house after house, Commissioner Sanborn made his second awful call, nearly as controversial as his first, and that was to let the fire burn. Ramona Africa. We immediately tried to get our children, our animals, ourselves out of the building. We were hollering, we're coming out. The cops immediately started shooting, trying to prevent anybody from coming out of that house. We were forced back in at least twice. Yeah. They wanted everyone to die. They didn't want any survivors of that. You don't bomb a place nope. if you care about surviving. Nope. The investigative commission on the incident found that cops denied using gunfire at this point. But even the commission says it is unclear why move members would choose to run back into the fire if they were not being fucking shot at. So, because of the fire mainly, in the end, only Ramona and Birdie Africa would survive the bombing and subsequent fire. Smoke inhalation is no joke. Mm -hmm. It's true. And th I have a picture of what those houses look like after. And it's like they're burned to the ground. These are not well built. These are not good structures. These no. are tinder. <laughs> like, yeah. They will all go. In the end, um, they're the only survivors and 11 people including founder John Africa, five adults, and five children between the age of seven and 13, all died in the house. But that is a picture of what the block looked like. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't put out a fucking fire mm -hmm. in a community that's that. Yeah, for those obviously who can't see, because this is an audio medium, <laughs> um, <laughs> we the um, <laughs> the houses. I it's mean, it's an entire block. It's an entire they block of houses. An entire block that are. I mean, the, it's the skeletons of walls that is left. Everything inside is charred and nothing. Like it is ridiculous looking. Yeah, it looks like a tornado went through there. Mm -hmm. It really does. It really yeah. fucking does. Yeah. For anyone trying to like figure out the visual on that, yeah. If you've seen like an F5 tornado aftermath where it's just rubble, mm -hmm. that's what this is. Basically that. Just brought down to a, a block. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, as if it just touched down there and left. This is some aftermath. It was... And then the commissioner was fired. <laughs> and then real things happened and that changed the world. And then with murder. Nope. 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 Not even close. Nope. Mm. He was probably given a fucking medal. Uh, I mean, I can't say that happened. I'll, we'll get to it. It was at least 45 minutes before firefighters began actively trying to put out the blaze, but by then it was ob obviously largely too late. Within 90 minutes, six houses were burning, and by the time they had it under control, 61 row houses on that block were entirely burned or heavily damaged, and that left 250 people homeless. Mm -hmm. In one night, because of things cops decided to do, and that had nothing to do with most of the people on that block. Yeah. And regardless of how you don't, if you don't agree with move, this was not deserved. Nope. This is not fucking okay nope. under any circumstance. Nope. We don't treat enemy combatants like that, or we shouldn't. Oh. You know, like this is like against the I mean, this the was fucking... on the heels of Vietnam. Mm, so, so we did. Like, You're right. We, we did, did at the time. We did. We shouldn't. <laughs> Lesson was not learned. Lesson like... still hasn't been learned. Mm -hmm. This is like a war crime being committed on national soil. And oh, whoops. Those are still happening all the time. Oops, I'm going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I literally have some notes about the Geneva Convention oh. and the articles. What a shock. The articles that I'm going to be referencing. So <laughs> don't worry. 
we are losing our fucking minds, honestly. Yeah, we're yeah, <sighs> we're both almost done with this first drink. And, yep. Uh, we're probably gonna die. And Cat is quietly judging us. Poor from the Cat. Hallway. Cat's like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <sighs> okay. Honestly, what I would like to see come from all of this, mm-hmm. literally everything through time, is things that have been deemed inhumane by the military not be used by police on civilians. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. Abolish the police. Start over. Rebuild, mm-hmm. put social workers where you have police officers. Mm-hmm. Defund and abolish the police yeah. as they li- as they are right now. Yes, they they handle too much shit. Yeah, make departments that handle that stuff. They don't go through the amount of trauma training that they need to Mm-mm. to be able to walk into certain situations and handle it humanely. And they don't have enough. They don't have enough no. training. They don't have anything. Under, I think the most training I've seen for a police officer is 600 hours. 600 hours, exactly. Um, wasn't and it somebody a who cosmetologist was like, yes. has to go through 1,100 or 1,500 hours mm-hmm. of training? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, this what is What happens? Really, Fallout. Really, I'm going to really try not this to cry. This is not the light. And this is not. None of this has been and Remember, will not be. Remember, this is 1985. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, 1985 was not the light, guys. No. <laughs> Neither is 2020. 70s, the 80s, the 90s. 90s. Now. Now. <laughs> None of this is the light. Unfor- Man, we wish it was, but it's ooh, not. Ooh. I try to just not cry while I do this. Um, Debbie Africa was a member of the Move 9, meaning that she was in prison uh, from the 1978 standoff at the time of the bombing in 1985 with uh, Janine, Janet, and Sue Africa. That day, each woman was visited by a guard at their cells who told them they just had a firebombing at your house and your children are dead. Debbie Oof. says, I don't blame her because it was her job to tell us. But we couldn't believe it. It was just horrible and unbelievable. Yeah, like imagine being in prison for six years already and now your children are dead. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I had the same police that tried to kill you the first time. Mm-hmm. Ramona and Bertie were both badly burned in the fire, but recovered fully. Good. Ramona, because of course, was charged with rioting and conspiracy charges and was s- sent to jail for seven years. For seven years. They're just for mad. Being bombed. Mm-hmm. They're mad because the public was angry and they needed to blame somebody mm-hmm. and they couldn't blame the police. And they can't blame anybody else with move because they killed all of them or they're already in prison. Uh. So they they blame the one survivor. Just gonna drink. The move commission was created to investigate what happened that day. And in 1986, so one year later, they released a report stating that dropping a bomb on an occupied row house is unconscionable. This was literally something that everyone hated immediately. No one needed 10 years to understand that this was really fucking horrible. Nope. That doesn't mean anything changed. But the public and like these official people who were brought together in this commission were like, what the fuck? No. Immediately. So at least there's that. However, <laughs> this, um, no member of the police or city government was charged with any crime. Because, of course. No, of course. Why would they? I do want to state 
that the go-ahead for this plan, ordered by Commissioner Sambor, carried out by Frank Powell and the rest of the Philadelphia Police Department, the go-ahead was given by then-Mayor Wilson Good, and Good was the first black mayor of Philadelphia. And he claims that he did not know all the details of the plan then when he gave permission. Then why give a go-ahead? He did, yeah. I mean, bottom I, line, I have like, a little. I have a little bit of just from his quote. I have a little bit of empathy for him because he he regrets the fuck out of this. And sure, <laughs> like, um, this is a quote. I'm sure and, somebody else that I'm going to be talking about regrets the fuck out of a decision they made in the oh, past. I'm but, sure. Um, I'm hoping we can destroy her. Anyways, mm. continue. <laughs> this is a quote from him in an op-ed he wrote for the Guardian. The event will remain on my conscience for the rest of my life. Good. Mm-hmm. I was the mayor of Philadelphia at the time. Although I was not personally involved in all the decisions that re- resulted in 11 deaths, I was chief executive of the city. I would not intentionally harm anyone, but it happened on my watch. I am ultimately responsible for those I appointed. I accept that responsibility and I apologize for their reckless actions that brought about this horrific outcome, even though I knew nothing about their specific plan of action. This is, that op-ed is the fourth time he has officially apologized on record and in public. He, he did so immediately after the commission for the first time um, said that this was horrible. And he was like, you're right. I, um, I apologize. <laughs> Fuck. Um, however, the city itself has never apologized. They that won't. That is his own personal apology. They won't. Mm-hmm. Um, they although, can't. Right. I mean, the thing is, he calls in that op-ed, he calls for the city to apologize because this was 2018. We were coming upon the 35th anniversary, which is this year. And he was like, just fucking apologize, please. Like, I've done it four times for you. You do it now. And on May 13th, 2020, 11 city council members issued a formal apology and called for that day to be made an annual day of reflection for the city. However, no move was made to apologize or recognize this by current mayor, Jim Kennedy. Fuck you, Jim Kennedy. Fuck you, Jim Kennedy. Who stated instead he wanted to focus on rebuilding the neighborhood because here's the thing. It's taken them 35 years to even get close to rebuilding the neighborhood. It's They rebuilt really fast, and those buildings were bullshit trash that have fallen apart over the years, and it's cost taxpayers $45 million to rebuild that neighborhood. <laughs> and it's still not done. So that's cool. In 1998, 1.5 million was awarded to survivor Ramona Africa and relatives of those killed in the fire via a civil suit against the city. 1.5 million is not enough, but okay. In 2005, long last time, another civil suit was brought against the city by other residents of the neighborhood whose homes were destroyed for no goddamn reason. They were collectively awarded $12.83 million. And this is my where they are now. I do, okay, so I want to mention about the Move 9 mm-hmm. and where they are now. Yeah. In 1998, at age 47, Merle Africa died in prison. Mm. Seven of the surviving eight members, then, then they all first became eligible for parole in the spring of 2008. And they were denied. <laughs> Parole hearings after that, once you are eligible for parole, they happen every year. But in 2015, at age 59, Phil Africa died in prison. 
<laughs> like they're still not being set free. And it was June 16th of 2018 when Debbie Sims Africa, she was 22 when sentenced, was released on parole and reunited with her 39-year-old son, Michael Davis Africa Jr. He's the one who was raised by his grandparents because both of his parents were in prison. The shitty, horrible, really, really tough thing about them is that she was eight months pregnant when the siege happened. She had him in jail and they took him from her immediately. Yeah. And she didn't, like, she saw him in visits, but she didn't see him as a free woman until he was 39 years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On October 23rd, 2018, Michael Davis Africa, his father, um, he was released on parole. In May 2019, Janine and Janet Africa were released after 41 years in prison. God. In June 21, uh, 2019, Eddie Goodman Africa was released. Delbert Orr Africa was released on uh, December 20th, 2019. And, well, got parole then and was released on January 18th, 2020, because apparently you just got to wait a fucking month. That's this year. Yep. That's this fucking year. This person just got just got out. And Chuck Sims Africa was released on parole on February 7th, 2020. There are now no more move members in prison, which is good. Good. But they just that fucking got out, guys. Fucking long. Just fucking got out. Move as an organization. This is a little bit the light, I guess. Move as an organization still exists. Good. Their headquarters is less than a mile from their old house in Osage Avenue, where they have no problems with neighbors because they just kind of stopped with the outwardly militant stuff. Sure. And so they, you know, they just have a regular house. They still live communally, but nobody files any issues with them. They haven't had any issues with the police recently that I'm aware of, but their beliefs remain intact. They just probably figured out. We've got to be quiet. They have to it. be quiet, which sucks, but. That's how people don't die in this country, apparently. That's how people of color don't die in this <sighs> country. Because yeah. we still have a lot of white militants that are very vocal and angry and doing the same shit they're doing. You're so right. With running patrols and speaking their propaganda. Who are not in prison and who are not under any sort of watch. And who were allowed to come out to capitals to protest not being able to get fucking haircuts. And never were in danger of being shot. No. Not even once. And who are allowed to infiltrate protests with fully automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. Because that's their including right. Including in Milwaukee. Everything's Anyways. Awful. Everything is awful. I will just say, like, a, a message about Birdie as well, because he is a survivor. He did not um, stay with Move. He went to live with his father. I mean, Ramona was in prison, so he went to stay with his yeah. father, and he... He came away from MOVE. He's not actively involved. Um, he renamed himself Michael Moses Ward, and unfortunately he, he died in 2013 of an accidental drowning. Oof. Yeah. I would like to end on a quote from the sole adult survivor of the MOVE bombing, Ramona Africa, who said this when she was 60 goddamn years old, because Ramona is still a MOVE spokesperson. She's like their main face. Good. She's still a member, and she is still... As this person in this article I read, he's like, she's 60 and she's on message, that's for sure. (laughs) She still talks just like she always did. And this is her. 
What makes Nathan Hale a freedom fighter and Delbert Africa an urban terrorist? Mm -hmm. Either resisting wrong, resisting oppression, injustice, despite legality, is to be commended and celebrated, or it is to be penalized and never accepted. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. And that is the really horrible story of the move bombing of 1985. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. But now you know, because I didn't know that much about it. I had heard vague things about it. I'm really glad I understand more about it now. I hope that people have learned some things. And you can take your rage and channel it into something good. <laughs> I hope. Do you want a harp noise? <laughs> yeah, I mean, both of our drinks are almost done. You're right, and I I'm going to have a cigarette. <laughs> I'm going to have 60 fucking cigarettes. I'm going to throw myself on the balcony. <laughs> okay. Harp noise. Those are really I don't have the energy. I can't you. imagine you. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We stood outside for a bit. I showed off my clean garbage cans. Yeah, Emily just been cleaning garbage <laughs> cans. Like, like this it's is what quarantine... It's the only trash I can clean out of this city. <laughs> Anyways. Sometimes you just need a sense of control, and sometimes that means cleaning out your garbage cans. Yeah. <laughs> Power washing them out. Do whatever you What's have up? to. All right. I'm also going to start with a quote. Mm, so we're fucked. So this is a quote. Now, what I'm doing, I like I have some general notes and I have some things that I want to highlight. General notes? Okay. <sighs> Go on. But <laughs> like I don't have as organized of a thought process that I normally do. Mm -hmm. Cuz you're getting stuff from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So my quote. I'm not going to name this person. Mm, okay. Right, these are people right now. These so. are people right now. This is a person that literally responded to me on somebody else's Facebook post. Mm. Wow, that's cool. Quote, I am afraid to walk out of my front door because some angry and racist black person might try to harm or kill me. I also don't have a Trump sticker on my car or wear Trump shirts because I fear my car will be vandalized or I will be harmed. I'm sorry, is that a justification for something? For saying all lives matter. Okay. That's her justification for saying all lives matter. That's interesting. It's interesting that you finally feel, probably not justifiably, something that black people feel all the time mm -hmm. for For a thing ever. that you can wear, that yeah. you can take off. You can just take it the fuck off. Isn't it interesting that you have the choice? It's so weird. Not to have that happen to you. Huh? Whoa, so odd. It's so strange. Oh my God. And you're using that as a justification to For say to dick. someone who's afraid to go outside because of the color of their skin. Something they cannot choose or take off. Yeah. I just wanted to share that with the world. That's great. That's not the kind of quote I was hoping for. No. Nope. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. even if you've been living under a rock, you know what's going on. <laughs> like, 
There's yeah. no hiding from this. Mm-hmm. And it's your right to try and avoid Facebook and social media and everything. And As if you're you need uncomfortable to with it, like being able to walk away from it, that is your right. If you are a person of color, though, there's no walking away from this. That is your privilege if you are somebody yeah. who can walk away from it. Yeah. I understand people needing to do that, but some sure, people can't. I did it yesterday. Yeah. I took a break because it was a lot, and mm-hmm. I was having emotional breakdowns every day, mm-hmm. and I've been to two protests so far and marched, and it went pretty well. There were some death threats for the second one. Great. But you, that was an amazing looking protest. We it have was. a smaller town. But over 700 people showed up. That's, there were, it was a sea of people who marched from Riverside to City Hall. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool looking. And then we marched cool from City Hall through town and then back. It was unique. It was an interesting experience. It was an interesting life experience. Yeah. And something was mentioned at the protest that had me thinking. Mm. So a little story of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the organizers of the protest here mentioned that every person of color at some point in their lives has had the thought of like, why can't I be white? Mm. Which, yeah. I've had that a lot with theater. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that was in college. But, like, as a kid, I also had those thoughts, especially being, yeah, I'm going to toot my own fucking horn. Do it, I'm bitch. not stupid. Do it. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Is that tooting I, your own horn? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was in a lot of advanced classes. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the thing with those advanced classes and being told that I speak eloquently. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Really? Oh, the number of times I've been told that is impressive. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I know you mean well, but I know that's you bullshit. mean well, but also, like, I hated, I hated, I hated, I hated having to swallow the compliments of being told I spoke eloquently. People think that's such a nice thing to say. Or like when I would audition, being told I needed to act more, have more heightened emotions for auditioning for a role of a person of color. Oh, oh, sure. Here. They want you to be a caricature. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. we're just going to dive into this. Mm-hmm. And again... I don't really have, like, a structure for this, so it's probably going to be all over the fucking place, and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> all good. It's so, all good. Um, from a young age, I've been very kind of obsessed with the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom's boyfriend got me a pocket Constitution as a birthday gift, and That's I loved adorable. it. I laminated it. It was great. You're a fucking nerd. I am. <laughs> and he recognized that, the and I appreciate kind of, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, Constitution and I have always been kind of BFFs. Sure. So, I don't know if you've noticed over the last week, week, (laughs) (laughs) that um, a couple pieces of the Constitution have come into play. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to start with the weirder one Uh of the Third Amendment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jake and I were laughing so hard. So good. I was Third Amendment jokes are so funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was so happy. Oh, and what is the Third Amendment for those who don't know? So the Third Amendment <laughs> is quoted as, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by the law. No quarter bitches. No quarter bitches. <laughs> so basically, the mayor of Washington, D.C. Like, this is my town. That's quarter. Kicked out <laughs> the Utah Reserve who was staying in hotels. Which, first of fucking all, why Utah? 10,000 plus soldiers <laughs> kicked the fuck out Bye. of D.C. You can't stay here. You can't stay here. <laughs> so, That's the law. James Madison, what up? What like, up? <laughs> so that was amazing that to is watch amazing. there's been discussion of like the 25th amendment coming into play but like that's not gonna fucking happen i'm so sorry which one is that that's the one where like trump can be removed from office due to incompetence oh. or inability to lead sort of a vote of no confidence type of deal yeah no but that's it's not usually related to like health and stuff mm. so like and also it has to be i think the final decision has to be by the vice president <laughs> Will never happen, even... Who's, like, MIA right now. <laughs> right. Even if Pence wanted to be president, which I actually don't believe he does, because uh, he's not a public figure. Like, where is no. he? Ever? No. Um, but... <laughs> Flaming dumpster pile of white hair. Anyways. But also, the Senate wouldn't go for it. The Senate and... wouldn't... Well, the Senate wouldn't go for it right now. Yeah. We'll what see. up? Hey, we'll vote. Vote. Oh, my God. Register. <laughs> we'll, let's get back into that later, I guess. Yeah. Um, that... <laughs> they they didn't use that on Reagan. No. And Reagan was literally senile. Yeah. So. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen, but it's nice to dream. It's nice that that exists. It's, yeah. Anyways, so Third Amendment, 25th Amendment, and then uh, the First Amendment has been violated. Oh. Just... An incredible number of times. A whole bunch. Mm -hmm. Which, if anyone doesn't know, it's the Freedom of Speech Amendment. And like, <laughs> Maybe you're only much... familiar with number two, because it's all anybody talks yeah, about honestly. anymore. <laughs> and, like, I get it. Like, everyone has the right to say things. Whether or not it's the right thing to say remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. You and... have the right to assemble yes. peacefully. Yes. Freedom of press mm -hmm. is also covered under that amendment. We're going to get to that uh-huh and the thing and this is everybody who's ever taken any sort of government class with a decent ass teacher the thing that somebody in my like i forget her name but she was amazing she was like a civics teacher and her main thing was you have a right to all of these things under the bill of rights but not if they hurt other people yeah that's that's why hate speech isn't it's protected. not protected by the first fucking amendment exactly Despite what the right-wing extremists are going to say. Exactly. Interestingly, <laughs> guess what else is covered by the First Amendment? Mm. Filming the police in public. Oh, in shit. case a police officer has told you you cannot film them, yes. they are wrong. Yes, you can. You can. They it should is be filming your themselves. Civic, 
Well, I mean, if they have their body cams turned yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, look wait, at you, most of the police officers in protests. I saw a tweet that was like, if a body cam is turned off prior to an incident, then anything that the cop does should be treated as premeditated. Yep. Because you had to think about what you were going to you do enough. You physically had to turn off your body cam. You had to decide that that was going to happen. And that means you can go fuck yourself. Hopefully in jail forever. And that's the thing is uh, there have been... There's been, like, a lot of statistics drawn up and studies done, and body cams don't do shit because either they can turn them off or they don't care yep. what they're seen doing. Yep. Clearly, they don't care what they're seen doing, as we can tell from the last week and a half of protests. So that is not the problem. Yeah. That type of oversight does not help, unfortunately. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to turn them off either. Mm-hmm. Those should be something that just, you don't have that kind of control. Yeah. I can't find it, but I remember it was startling because the last name was Floyd as well. I believe it was Jared Floyd. I will double check. Mm-hmm. But um, body cam should be turned on at all times. And it is your First Amendment right to be able to film the police. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in a public space. Mm-hmm. Because they need to be held accountable. This is your right to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And in the age of technology, it's time to use it. Mm -hmm. And people have been using it. And that is why when the FBI was asking for videos of people starting violence at protests, most of the 20,000 comments, not counting (laughs) the additional comments on those comments, Mm -hmm. were videos of police brutality. Yes. Because that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Um, but I also have friends in Milwaukee that have been protesting. We have a mutual friend in Madison. Mm-hmm. We have friends in the cities. Mm-hmm. And, like, the shit they've been sharing mm. yeah, is insane. I Can I plug Brian for a second? Hell yeah. I wasn't sure if he wanted to be named, but I, I mean, he his he article wrote, is incredible, and I feel and like we his, should share it. It's got his first and last name, yeah. so I mean, our friend Brian, who is a listener of this podcast, hi, so Brian. if you're listening, hi Brian, we love you. Um, wrote a uh, column for the Medium, and it is, if you can give me like the exact, I can looking for it, but uh, the exact mm-hmm. like name of his column, uh, but it's epic. He lives in Madison right now. And he has been joining in on the protests, and he had some great shit to share. He also got super tear gassed mm-hmm. a yeah. lot. It's Oh, there it is. Lazy reporting perpetuates violent protests, yes. written on May 31st. You beat me to it. On medium.com. It's, it's well it's written. It's really good. It's really, and, it's a really good article. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's really out there. Yeah. And we, again, we live in like a smaller area but like we're also on a main highway in between Mm -hmm. madison and minneapolis Mm -hmm. so like what we do is important but like he is out there he is in the city or no he is in madison Mm -hmm. donnie is in the cities hi donnie if you're listening damn donnie i hope kelly and shelby a bunch of other people (laughs) yes and they've also been protesting and like have mm-hmm. go bags by their doors mm-hmm. have been told to water down like with a hose like their houses and shit have seen the white supremacists driving around in trucks have seen them leaving things handing out bricks to people like trying to leave stuff by people of color like inciting violence somebody found a bomb behind their house like 
This shit is real. It's so fucking real. All right. So, <laughs> tear gas. So sorry. Two things. We're going to talk about two things real quick. Oh, no. Tear gas. Mm-mm. And rubber bullets. Mm-mm. Oh, rubber bullets. Mm. So, tear gas was made for the military. Uh-huh. And uh, causes a lot of damage. I just want to point out that Emily has been very judicious about not drinking her drink, and I'm almost done with mine. This I know. Is, I have been. <laughs> this is, like, the point of that. So Every time I take a drink, I'm basically chugging. Thank so you like... for dealing with everything I'm about to be. <laughs> I solemnly swear we're getting food after this. <laughs> so it's a chemical weapon that causes severe eye and respiratory pain, skin irritation, bleeding, and blindness. Now... Permanently blinding somebody. Can you imagine? Yeah. Fucking insane. Eyes are very sensitive. No shit. You can, like, rub your eye the wrong way and give yourself a corneal abrasion. Mm-hmm. It's like they're, like, the, the second fastest, most, he- like, healing thing in your body, yeah. but that's because they are so easily hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not good. It's super not good. And I have, like, a bunch of, like, information on, like, the actual everything mm-hmm. of tear gas but i'm not gonna mm, no but it can cause some like if you're hit at close range or are super exposed it can lead to permanent loss of vision um frequent or high levels of exposure carry increased risks of a respiratory illness which in the age of a pandemic oh, fuck with a respiratory illness already moving around can cause severe complications mm-hmm. if you were to catch the COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awful. I like I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Because most people, if they get hit with tear gas, have to take their masks off. Right. To get rinsed out. And they've got like fluids just leaking out yep. of them. If they're if they're like non symptomatic but covid positive yep. like that is everybody and, like, in their vicinity medical is staff helping them are mm-hmm. high at risk which i'm gonna talk about the medical staff at the protests oh in yeah a bit. that's the geneva stuff i'm assuming that <sighs> you'll is. be speaking it about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's talk about rubber bullets for a little bit rubber bullets were not intended to be fired at people not at all they were never intended to be fired at people they are meant to hit the ground and bounce with the acknowledgement that they may cause lacerations bruising hematomas some injuries but it's never meant to be fired at someone directly mm-hmm. ever ever Especially because that non-lethal weapon can turn lethal mm-hmm. they are still fired at a hugely fast rate they're they huge they're huge they're gigantic they're huge i understand them as sort of a, a riot containing idea yeah. if you if, if you fire them at the ground that people are coming at them and you fire it at the ground it's going to cause people to disperse to mm-hmm. try and get away from the bouncing yes piece of rubber coming for them at terminal speed yes i understand the idea and they are being so misused firing a rubber bullet at someone at close range at their body at their skull 
like at their face people at being their shot throat, in the face like at the cameras filming you as you beat someone there have been diagrams put out like if it hits you in the eye it's going in your head you're yeah. dead um, that's a lethal weapon you are going to be permanently blinded like a reporter was who got hit in the face by a rubber bullet because they were reporting on police brutality and about the protests and they were filming and they identified as press mm-hmm. oh they have credentials yep. they always say I'm press it does not press. fucking matter in some of these places it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's insane so rubber bullets were invented in case you didn't know by the British Ministry of Defense for use against rioters in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? It nope. came from the Troubles? Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's fucked up. They were up. first used there in 1970. That's how you know it's fucked up. Yep. And I'm sure they were used at least semi-correctly because Britain, Britain while it's fucked up, they're never going to be as fucked up as here. Yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. can try. Uh, we've got the title. We hold the belt for fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, like we said, reporters are being fired at, including by pepper bullets, mm-hmm. which are also fucked up. It's like pepper spray in a bullet. That's So it insane. Like, explodes on impact. That's horrifying. And if you get... I don't even know what the fuck happens if you get pepper spray inside your body. I don't know. It's got to hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, God. At the very least. I don't... I don't know. But reporters in Minneapolis, Louisville, and dozens of other places that witnessed pr- protests and riots in the days following the election. We have to say election because he hasn't been prosecuted yet. Oh, fuck. In the murder mm-hmm. of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, that were not killed or prosecuted they, as they increasingly as elsewhere in the world. But they were blinded, beaten, maced, and arrested by the police in numbers never before documented in the U.S., because their president has called an attack on the media and has been calling for an attack on the media for months, years, years, years since he started. And they started calling him on his shit. Basically, since he was like, look how cool my inauguration was. And everyone was like, we have aerial photos. <laughs> like, and he was like, fuck things, the press. Yeah. <laughs> we have things saying you're a lying piece of shit. Okay, Emily. Okay. She didn't even connect. <laughs> Chapter 4, mm-hmm. Article 25 of the Convenience... <laughs> the Convenience... <laughs> the Convenience Convention. <laughs> the Geneva Convention. <laughs> States. Members of the armed forces specifically are specially trained for employment should the need arise as hospital orderlies, nurses, or auxiliary structure bearers in the search for or the collection, transport, or treatment of the wounded and sick shall likewise be respected and protected... <laughs> if they are carrying out these duties at a time when it comes into contact with the enemy or fall into his hands. So very basically, don't fuck with the medics. So the prosecution of constitutional violations is interesting, but like applying Geneva Convention things that like people literally said, hey, don't do this to human people. And these are standards you should live by. And these are things you can be prosecuted for as a war crime. Maybe should be looked at by the police as like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this to civilians. (laughs) Who are not at war. Right. Didn't choose this. Are literally trying to help people that we have hurt. Right. And there's a couple stories, a lot, 
a couple, like a, a couple thousand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair. There are stories that are coming out of police specifically targeting medics, people designated as medics with it written across everything they own, their badges, everything. They have stations set up to help people who've been tear gassed. Mm-hmm. They are trying to help people who are dealing with like sun sickness, all of that kind of shit. Like they are there to help people. Mm-hmm. The same thing the police are supposed to be fucking doing. But anyways. Weird. Protect and serve? Weird. Anyways. You have people in, like, scrubs who are volunteering, who work at a hospital, here helping people whose supplies are getting pepper sprayed, mm-hmm. like, ripped open, so they are no longer sanitary. They can't be used. The medications are getting sprayed with pepper spray and with mace. So that they can't be used and that if anybody uses them, they will get a literal chemical burn. There are bottles of water that are being put out are being ripped open and punctured. Mm-hmm. And also the medics themselves are being targeted by the police. There's so many stories. And I have one, but like I can't even like I can't even read it. But like one of the people had been hit in the head with a flash grenade and it blew his eardrum out and he got knocked unconscious. Oh my god. And Do like, you have his name? In the... No. No, this was a, these times it's like a medic who, who wrote it all out of like mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. and like was wearing a, noose, a nurse uniform in scrubs like, and very was still attacked. A medic. Yeah. Very clearly marked out on backpacks, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. you you don't care what you're doing, you don't care who you're firing at. No, and this goes for both sides. This is going to be the last thing I have to say on this. Mm-hmm. Other than, hold on, let me make sure this is the last thing I have to say on this. I have a tab <laughs> that just says murder, and I don't remember why. And there's a lot of reasons you could have that because you're you, <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, here's another one. My friend and I were on medic duty yesterday in Brooklyn, and we were specifically targeted by the cops, despite being clearly marked as medics with white helmets with the red crosses on it. And we were charged by them several times. One of us got arrested. For what? For being medics in public. Right. Um, Yeah, also, just in case anybody forgot about it, ICE detention camps are still active. Oh, yeah. And in um, an attempt to keep them from getting the coronavirus, they've decided they're going to be super helpful by spraying down the detention camps every 15 minutes with HDQ neutral, um, which is less lethal than what was used in the concentration camps in the gas chambers, but it's being used every 15 minutes in a space with no ventilation. People are dying. But uh, and that's just like the third headline down from what's that's going on. Not I mean, even what like the fuck. Usually that should be the top. <laughs> There's so much going on. This country is insane right now. <laughs> it is so, very scary. Stay safe. Stay safe, please. If you're protesting, if you're volunteering, if you're medical staff helping out, mm-hmm. stay safe, please. Please. But also, fuck 12 and, like, keep doing what you're yeah, doing. Just keep doing what you're fucking doing. We're and so I proud of you. For it. We're so fucking proud and of you. It can't wait. I do just want to say, there are also places, if you have any money, 
to donate, if you yeah. have anything extra, please think about donating to bail funds. Think, think about donating to places that are in your own communities. I have recently done some donations to places that are affecting, like Milwaukee and Madison. That's yep. where we live. Yep. That's our state. So I've, I thought, you know, that's um, where... been donating to a fund for Brianna Taylor's family. Nice. Very good. Um, also, her birthday was this weekend. Yes. And there is a fight. I signed a petition to get charges against the officers that killed her. Yes, me too. And to get her... Um, I also donated to the fund to get her fiancé released. So, yes. I mean, there's a million places to donate. And if you don't have the money, um, I've also had... There's a YouTube playlist of everyone who's donating their ad revenue to Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter movements. And they're specifying which piece they're donating to. Mm -hmm. They have it on a playlist. I have played all... At the point that I was playing it, there were 53 videos. I'm sure it's gone up. I Mm -hmm. hope it's gone up. And they have... Yeah, they have tons of ads. Do not you can't skip them. Just do not skip them. Just let it through play. it. Just you know what? Put it on mute. Put it in a different tab, and let it autoplay. They will make money, and then they will they donate will donate that. it. It's great, but if you're if you're confused about where to go, maybe just try to go to a place that is closer to home for you, depending mm-hmm. on where you live. I also recommend um, for for fucking white people speaking as one of us, uh, <laughs> download a couple of apps on your phone that tell you where people of color like businesses are like black led businesses have their own apps but there are also general persons of color businesses apps like yeah tell you where they are in your area they look really good the apps i have currently downloaded are black nation and that Mm -hmm. is for specifically black owned businesses and there's also eat okra Mm. which is black owned restaurants yeah and unfortunately there aren't any that are registered here but if i travel I'm yeah. going to look them up. Yeah. And, like, please, especially if, if you live in a bigger city. If we're able to go to the Dells. Yes. Episode 69. <gasps> that might be a thing. Maybe we Oprah can, will have yeah. some stuff there. Yeah. So. Is there anything else? Stay safe. Stay safe. Be smart. Be smart. Trust your gut, especially in this. If something, like, if you're at a protest and you are nervous and you are watching over your shoulder and something isn't sitting right with you... Listen to that. Listen to that and get the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. your life is worth, honestly, right now, everyone's lives in protest is worth more than the cause itself. Mm. You have to live to fight another day. Exactly. Yeah. If you die at that protest. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, yeah, we need you. We need yep. you. It's I true. need you. Mm-hmm. Also, Emily, I love you very much. <sighs> Thank you. And your life matters. Yeah. Even though I've had to fucking defend it Mm -hmm. a lot, especially lately, to Mm -hmm. very stupid white people. Like, very stupid. Very stupid. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) Don't forget your Black Lives Matter. Don't forget your Black Lives Matter or your can of water. (laughs) That is important (laughs) if you get to your guests. (laughs) Oh, bye, bitches. Bye.